Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. If you don't know who Dr. Joel Kahn is, well then get ready, okay? He's been on Dr. Oz. He's been on all the biggest TV shows you could ever think of. He was in What the Health, and now he's getting ready to go on, or by the time you've already heard this, been on the Joe Rogan Podcast. He's a huge hero in the plant-based world, and today we're going to ask him a bunch of questions, a bunch of the random questions that people say or people ask about a plant-based diet, and you're going to love his responses. Let's do it. Everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. We are proudly brought to you by the Parents on Demand Network, which is an app with a ton of great parental podcasts. So make sure you go check them out, parentsondemand.com. And also, hey, make sure you please, please, I'm begging you, please, um, not only subscribe, which you probably are, but review us in the iTunes store. If you want to give me a huge, wonderful gift that will make me smile from ear to ear, a Really awesome review would be great. Um, if you love the show, please review us. Let us know. Uh, if you don't love the show, then just just stop. Just pause it and hang up. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so listen, um, I, I want to welcome you. If this is your first time listening, um, we got a great guest today. If you are even remotely interested in a plant-based diet, we've got the king, the king of like the plant-based world. This guy is amazing. Dr. Joel Kahn will be joining us. Um, and I'll share a little bit more about that in just a second. But first, hi, if it's your first time hearing us, then thank you. Thanks for tuning in and spending some time with me. Uh, my name's Corey. Like I said, I'm a husband. Uh, I am a vegan dad. I'm a podcast host. And what I do is I create plant-based meal plans. All my recipes are 15 minutes or less for busy families. And I hope that my quick and easy vegan meals will help make a plant-based diet for kids and families simple. Um, Each week, I get the chance to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help me stay motivated, to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of a plant-based diet Um, and out of being a busy parent, you know? Uh, You know, I don't know about you, but for me, finding time to make quick and healthy meals for me and my family all while trying to spend quality time together, well, that can be really difficult, especially when we overschedule ourselves. Hmm? Yeah? So uh, my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you'll take away some quick tips, some inspiration to keep you and your family going strong. All right. Now, who are we talking about today? Well, guys, uh, if you don't know who Dr. Joel Kahn is, it's okay, but I'm going to just drop a little bit of stuff on you, okay? Um, This guy has not only been all over TV, he was just on Dr. Oz. He's getting ready to go on the Joe Rogan podcast. You remember Joe Rogan from uh, Fear Factor? Well, he's not Fear Factor anymore. He's like Mr. MMA, right? Mr. UFC in the fight world. And um, he has one of the most popular podcasts out there. He's doing a vegan versus paleo debate. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited. Um, so Dr. Khan is one of the best representatives to get out there for us. Um, he's got two, 
at, at least two books. He's an Amazon best-selling author. Um, Dead execs don't get bonuses, and the whole heart solution. Uh, at the heart of it, he at the heart of it, he is a cardiologist. He is a heart doctor, and he helps people through diet. Um, gosh, I mean, he's just a hero out there. Um, when you talk about everything that he has been on, like I said, guys, he has been on. Holy cow. Um, Good Morning America, Dr. Phil. Uh, he's been published in Reader's Digest. He's a regular on Forks Over Knives. He was in the movie What the Health, which you've probably seen. So does he know what he's talking about? Oh, yeah. And so this interview is from the Plant-Based Parenting Summit. It was my opportunity to talk to him. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something different. I'm going to be a naysayer. I'm going to come up with all the reasons why a plant-based diet won't work, all the excuses, and see what he says. He did it totally off the cuff. He's an amazing person, amazing human being, um, lives in Detroit, has two restaurants now, all furthering the cause, and uh, I'm really excited to hear, to have you hear the interview with Dr. Joel Kahn. So let's just get right into it. Again, here he is, the man, Dr. Joel Kahn. Today we have America's Healthy Heart Doc. That is Dr. Joel Kahn. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. So uh, listen, uh, you have always been at the front lines for this plant-based movement. You have always been the one that comes out and combats these other medical professionals that happen to try to hate on a, a plant-based diet. And um, y you're always there with facts. Yeah, you got that plant-based muscle going, yes. And um, so today, I, I want you to bring some of those, those, those reasons to debunk some of the major excuses that some of our parents will deal with. Right. Um, so the very, the very first one has to do with something that appeared on your Instagram fairly recently, and that's about coconut oil, right? Ah. So the, the first, the first excuses or the first, uh, you know, myth, I guess you could say, is that, you know, I, I know that oils might not be healthy, but coconut oil, coconut oil has healthy fat in it right it's white it's pure it looks like snow it's just lovely stuff so maybe maybe a little bit more a parent discussion than the children discussion because we don't have a lot of data about the health benefits of coconut oil for parents we really don't have any data about where that all fits in in childhood and the major concern is the potential increase in the development of hardening the arteries or atherosclerosis so little less of a kid issue. Um, you know, maybe we should just get kids to drink bulletproof coffee, coffee with butter and coconut oil. And as soon as they turn like 13, stop. Of course, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but should do bulletproof coffee. And if anybody doesn't understand, that actually is a very uh, serious movement of huge amounts of butter and coconut oil in your coffee in a blender, making it look like the inside of your aorta when you have to have emergency bypass surgery. It's like this crazy stuff. So coconut oil, actually, it, truly, in the 1990s, a book was published called The Coconut Oil Miracle by Bruce, Bruce Fife. Uh, and it's got this uh, very attractive cover and it made the case, short little book, um, that uh, one uh, might expect brain health and other advantages. Uh, I'm not really beating on Mr. Fife. I've never met him. But the book that he published right before the coconut oil miracle, not exactly a standard medical text used in medical schools, uh, was actually how to take balloons and turn them into the shape of dogs. So that was the okay. book he wrote. 
right before the Coconut Oil Miracle, I went on to write a bunch of other books. Um, however, that was enough to get it in our lexicon that it was a miracle and that brain health and other, you know, uh, Lazarus-like effects. So it actually skated under the radar without really much scientific data based on some hearsay um, until recently. In June of 2017, the American Heart Association dug deep into the issue, I don't think with a lot of bias, just looking at the science. And they said, warning, warning, danger, danger, Dr. Smith, there may be a problem because there really isn't any data to support the safety of adding a product that has the highest concentration of saturated fats. Happens to be plant, not animal. It's like taking, you know, and smooshing together all the fat on a T-bone and making it into a plant uh, material. Uh, but they said, danger, danger, warning, warning. And the world went insane against the American Heart Association Advisory Panel at, uh, in fact, calling them terrorists and calling them irresponsible and calling them lethal. And it was in, it really was insanity because it's so entrenched that if you have a Vitamix or a Blendtec or a Nutribullet and you put coconut oil in, you are now a health expert. That's the definition. That's a certification. So the kind of funny thing is exactly a year later, just two, three, four weeks ago, whatever, um, a new panel came out out of, uh, British Medical Journal that said exactly the same thing. But this time, two of the four authors were actually part of the pro-coconut oil camp, and they seem to have left the camp and joined the land of reason. So let me just put that all down and put it together. Coconut oil on your skin may be fine. No, no concern. Coconut oil in your teeth, coconut oil pulling, it's a, got some advantages in antibacterial. Coconut oil in your smoothie, in your coffee, in your frying pan is not advised by many, many, many health experts and is of great concern, although I do admit unproven concern because of the lack of definitive studies that it may promote. It, it raises cholesterol and it therefore may promote the disease I take care of, hardening the arteries, which starts in children. If you're in Louisiana and you put an ultrasound on the carotid artery of a 12-year-old, you'll find thickening and maybe plaque. You'll find the beginnings of a disease that never should be there when you're 42, but you'll find it in kids 12, 14, and 15. So yes, it's not a whole food. That's a litmus test. Is coconut oil a whole food? No. It's you know been stripped of everything other than fat. And remember, there are 4,000 calories in a pound of oil. Many of us are struggling with our weight. There's 100 calories in a pound of green leafy vegetables, 100 versus 4,000. So most Americans don't need the highest concentration of calories that exist, which is all oils and uh, coconut oil is no better than the others and may indeed be worse. But Dr. Khan, here's the thing. If I start eating this way, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom all the time. I, I've seen other people try this diet and when they do it, I'm telling you, the first few days are just rough and it just hurts. Well, you know, there's a, there's a little truth to that. Most people are walking around with weeks, months, years of history there. They stopped at Wendy's, it's still stuck in their colon, and they had a McDonald's, it's still stuck in their colon. There actually is a process of putrefaction. And I'm not a big fan of colonics. There's very little science to colonic therapy. But if you talk to a colonic therapist, they will tell you without getting too descriptive. It's like a biography of the person over the last five to 10 years in terms of what comes out. But let's get to the good news. 
the body is so adaptable and the human nature changes quickly. There's this fascinating study, because I apologize, I like to talk science when there's science and that's coconut oil miracle balloon books. Um, there is a study by a extremely esteemed professor, Stephen O'Keefe, that's Stephen with a PH, which is always a classy way to be a Stephen. And anyways, he did a fascinating study that was presented with Dr. Neil Bernard at the Physician Committee of Responsible Medicine annual meeting two years ago, where he took people that lived, again, in Louisiana, Mississippi, some of the worst diets, some of the highest heart disease and obesity, diabetes rates you can imagine. And he actually fed them for two weeks the diet of rural South Africans in the bush, eating plants, eating foraging, mainly plant uh, you know, original foods, whole foods. Within two weeks, everything changed for the better. And this wasn't just a few little experiments. This was like every bacteria in their, in their stool sample, every blood test for metabolism. And then within two weeks, if you're having some bathroom issues, when you get onto this whole food plant-based diet, hold on because those bacteria that love plants will repopulate your colon and we'll fill you up to the way that you can start to digest this stuff. And you may be a little gassy, and you may want to ease into it, you know, and maybe not have beans all three meals or, uh, and such. But you will be able to accommodate. Now, the scary part was when the people from South Africa were asked for two weeks to eat the diet of Louisiana and Mississippi. It only takes two weeks. Oh, I'm going on a cruise, and I'm just going to lose all my plant-based interests and eat whatever I want on the buffet, you will come back a worse person. You will have mean bacteria and mean metabolites. Dr. O'Keefe showed us that. So stay strong, stay true, and don't, don't let your body shift away from all the advantage that you have gained. That's where moderation, moderation uh, can be harmful. You really, uh, you really wanna be like as much completely into the whole food plant-based uh, nutrition. Uh, some people call it Wiffenbin. It's a hard word to say, whole food, plant-based nutrition. There is the cutest one-minute YouTube from the Rochester Lifestyle Medicine Group where they're making a joke about a new pharmaceutical called Wiffenbin. Wiffenbin, it takes away your diabetes and your heart disease and your erectile dysfunction, your cancer and your weight control. Wiffenbin gets them now, and it's whole food, plant-based nutrition. Love Just it. a great and innovative way to make the point. Love it. Well, you know, I love everything you're saying, but the thing is, is like, kids don't eat greens. It's too hard. It's too hard to get my kids to eat greens. I know that they're supposed to, but I mean, they're just picky yeah. eaters. I just don't know what to do about yeah, we it. Can't, we can't paddle them anymore. That's not allowed. So uh, that's how I learned how to love my broccoli. No, I mean, the best thing in the world is a Nutribullet, a uh, Blendtec, a Vitamix, a Warring Blender. Um, and learn how to make a delicious smoothie and just don't tell them. Because we all know if you put enough blueberries and blackberries, but really blueberries are the key. Blueberries are so nutritious and they're dark and they're fairly sweet. And you can start with maybe half a cup of spinach or kale or other greens like arugula. And then you can move it up to three quarters in a cup and start upping and upping it. You know, you literally can't see. It must be something with the spectrum and the colors. Uh, spectrum is the name of a book by Dr. Dean Ornish, by the way, that I'd encourage everybody to read. But you really don't see the green because of the blue uh, spectrum there. And uh, kids won't know. And, you know, if they see you doing it, what's going on, mom or dad? Oh, just, 
you know, putting these green blueberries. <laughs> you may have to reveal to them that they've been duped and they've been drinking delicious smoothies. You know, put some cinnamon, some nutmeg, some little vanilla, uh, and uh, they will probably just slurp those things down, thinking they're doing a great, great, great blueberry smoothie. But you can really jack in ultimately two, three cups of green veggies, even broccoli and uh raw i mean it's got all the nutrition without any loss and you will have healthy kids healthy adults it's a great thing what else can you do you can pay them <laughs> there is a recent study that paying adults in a work setting actually gets them to eat healthier okay okay Whether you want to tie uh, a healthy meal to their allowance uh, is up to you parents uh it could backfire but uh it will motivate a lot of people to do a lot of things Nice. You nice. might actually want to reason with them and sit down and have them watch Forks Over Knives, and, uh, a movie that's probably quite appropriate for anybody about 12 years and older. And yep. they, you know, kids naturally love animals, and if you link it to these foods are kind to animals, uh, it may well win the day. It's true. It's true. But things are very expensive. I mean, eating a vegan diet and a whole food plant-based diet is so expensive. I just, I, I don't know if our family can afford it. Well, you know, again, for the adults, a lot of that is the inequitable system of the USDA supporting very low-cost animal products, uh, funding farms, which I'm all for, you know, farmers in the farming industry, but uh, it's gotten to the point where it's just such a sordid cycle of industry, you know, funded, low-cost food. There is the statement that if a family of four went to McDonald's without USDA subsidies and such government subsidies, it'd be about $75, $80 for a family of four to walk out with a yellow bag or KFC family of four. I mean, at 80 bucks, it would change the whole dynamic and people would uh, see the equity of eating uh, healthy. So it doesn't take $80 to feed a family of four a plant-based meal. You know, uh, you look for um, farmers markets towards the end of the day when it's the season in your town. Very often the farmers are just looking to not bring the produce back to their farm. It's a great time, one o'clock, two o'clock at a farmer's market. You can pick up everything for about a dollar a bushel. That doesn't work all the time. Frozen is always great. We know the nutrition value of frozen fruits and vegetables is uh, nearly as high and sometimes higher than the fresh ones that may be priced much higher and getting a big giant bag. Now, I like organic produce and so do you, but we know that overall, if the choice is don't eat it unless it says organic or eat it, even if it's conventional, uh, but you know that, but not pick the sausage links, you're much better uh, eating vegetables, fruits of any kind of any growth uh, method because of still all the amazing uh, health potential there. Um, have a garden, what a great thing for a family. That's always a cost-effective way to do it. And then simple foods. I mean, what's the cost of oatmeal, beans, rice, frozen spinach, frozen broccoli, peas, beans? Um, you know, really cuts of meat. You sh if you're eating meat, you really should be looking for the best quality, maybe organic, maybe grass-fed. I'm not advocating that. You should be looking for line-caught salmon, not farm-raised salmon. You should be spending lots of money if you're buying uh, you know, cuts of meat, pork, chicken, and fish, because uh, the impurities are so widespread. They're also widespread in those more expensive cuts. So, you know, you really, when you get right down to it, uh, I love a book by a friend of mine, Ellen Jaffe Jones, called Vegan on $4 a Day. Now, that book might be $6 a day now. It's probably about seven or eight years old, but there's some pretty simple cooking out there at low cost. 
That's, I'm glad you brought her up. And I did get a chance to meet her at one of the veg fests in the past few years. She's awesome. Um, yes. You know, we're, we're going to, I'm not going to ask you about the protein thing because I feel like we've covered that more than enough folks. If you want to understand where you can get your protein on a, a plant-based vegan diet, um, we've, we've got that covered. So I think that being the number one question that is asked to us vegans, um, we, we, we got that one covered, but the, the one thing that I do think is great to ask you is the time. There's no time, right? People have trouble finding time. Um, you're a busy cardiologist. You see patients all the time. You're doing interviews like this all the time. You're writing articles to help people around the world. How do you find the time to not only eat healthy, but also get your fitness on? Yeah. So, you know, the best strategy, I take lunch to work every day that I work. Um, and, you know, I eat at home a lot. The best strategy is to have a few, and I'm not a Culinary Institute of America trained uh, cardiologist. I do own, some people may know that, actually three restaurants, two in Detroit, one in Austin, Texas. So I have quite an interest in that world, uh, but I don't always eat in my restaurants. So uh, the answer is if you make nothing at home and you're always going to be eating out or carry out, the world still is slighted to make it a bit more expensive, a bit more difficult, and a, a bit less unhealthy for everybody, but particularly for the plant-based eater, you might run into some circumstances where the local market, you know, may have uh, 30 chickens to go, but uh, no portobello mushroom quinoa dinner to go. Uh, I'm a member of a couple of health clubs and it's amazing how, uh, it's Starbucks. I mean, go try and grab, get a grab and go anything at Starbucks. I mean, it's amazing for a, a chain that big just to slam them a little bit. They keep announcing it's going to get better, but I haven't seen it. So the bottom line is a couple days a week of grocery shopping and batch cooking, you know, overnight oats. How difficult is it? One of the most delicious breakfasts, chia pudding, night before, mason jar, chia, almond milk, cinnamon, a little maple syrup if you want. Boom. You know, how hard is that? You know, big batch of brown rice, big batch of quinoa, uh, steam some veggies, make a big, you know, veggie chili, make a big veggie soup. You need about six or eight things that are staples. And then, you know, you slap them in a glass container, it's lunch. I and mean, that's what I do. It's not elegant. Brown rice, vegetables, vegetable soup on top, maybe some spices. Maybe I throw a few uh, green leafy raw. I like a little raw on top of everything. Yep. Uh, some sprouts. And, you know, it, the whole thing took 90 seconds and probably not going to win a uh, magazine cover for my elegant Instagram food from Matthew Kenny. But, you know, it goes down just fine. Um, let the restaurant oh, take care of that. The yeah, restaurant. yeah, exactly. You know, a couple <laughs> nuts and seeds on top. So I, I think that's the key is, uh, always have a few things in the refrigerator, fairly bulky that you can combine different combinations. You can perk a little Tabasco here, a little barbecue sauce there, a couple extra, uh, turmeric and other garlic spices. Uh, and it becomes, you know, six, seven, eight different meals. Um, and kids will buy into have kids help in the kitchen, you know, Sundays, Food prep day, kids are involved in a steamer, an instant pot, a blender, making soup, chopping. Uh, it could be quite a fun thing. Even if you have to order for a little bit, you know, like purplecarrot.com and those others, mm -hmm. where you still are assembling a plant-based meal, a little more pricey, but might, you know, create the atmosphere of a family project that doesn't exist necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Purple carrot's fun. Those, those meal planning things are fun too sometimes. Yeah. Um, so last thing I want to chat about is just, you know, being a dad, the responsibility of, you know, raising, you know, three, three kids, three boys, 
Um, can you talk to me about when, where were you in your career? You know, how old were you in your career when you decided to make this change? How old were your kids? Um, have they been that way since they were born? Were they very young when you made the transition? How, how did that work? Yeah, my kids were pre-zygotes because both my wife and I, because we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, but her eggs were there and my sperm was there. They weren't yeah. together. <laughs> we were 18. <laughs> we were 18. Okay. And we entered University of Michigan. We reacted to the food in the dorm on the first day and we became plant-based on the first day of undergrad freshman year, 1977. 41 wow. years ago, nothing's changed. Oh. We've never, we've never varied. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a, like a boring story. You know, there's no lupus, there's no heart attack. There's just been tremendously good health. I'm very grateful for that as we approach 60. Kids uh, were raised in a flexible home, not the parents' meals. We usually were making two sets, but these are now, you know, grown adults. Uh, two of the three are whole food plant-based eaters all the time. One is my restaurant partner. One is a uh, uh, daughter in New York. I have a third son that has tried every diet under the world. He's uh, more in the paleo camp. Uh, huge piles of broccoli and greens. You have to love your kids, you know, uh, at whatever level. And I do respect and love them. Um, but they, they saw good food all along. They saw blenders and they saw soups and everything we've talked about was happening in our house, but we just didn't force it on them. And, uh, um, you know, in retrospect, maybe I wish I would have a little bit, there weren't as many resources. Uh, my eldest son's 34 raising kids, uh, vegan 34 years ago was still a bit less, uh, of a common thing as it is now. So. They survived, and I did. I wasn't raised vegan, and I adopted age eighteen, and it's worked out pretty well. So um, I think a little leniency with kids, but I respect totally parents that do it from the beginning, make it a positive experience, uh, balance the nutrition, uh, deal with you know birthday parties, school events, um, you know Boy Scout, and uh, all the other events that come up where it becomes an issue. But the world has made it. I just eat Kyrie Irving's diet or Lewis Hamilton's diet or Serena Williams diet. I mean, I'm Beyonce. I mean, there's a thousand things a kid can say now uh, if you prep them right. So uh, fully for, you know, yay for all the parents and all the children that are doing this at a much earlier age. I mean, kids that say I'm vegan from birth are pretty cool. And they look pretty healthy and they look pretty smart. Yep, yep. They're, they're alive. They're getting enough protein. That's for sure. Hey, uh, Dr. Khan, thank you. I know you're a busy guy. I can't thank you enough for coming on and just sharing uh, some drops of knowledge with us. I know there's a lot of parents watching that are, are saying the same thing. So thank you so much for taking the time. Well, all I can say, though, is also healthy kids need healthy parents. So you parents, get yourself checked out good. Go Google all the stuff I read about parents' age getting you know uh, thorough heart checks because those kids need you know, parents for a long time. So that's my wish, too. Thank you. Hey guys, what's up? Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. We've got a free 30-day trial for our plant-based recipes. You can check it out on the homepage of leangreendad.com. Also, I'd love for you to follow us. Follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. We've even got a YouTube channel. I'd love for you to join us in however you consume your social media. And uh, geez, guys, um, until next time, I, I sincerely thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, until next week, this is it. Keep going that extra mile for your family. See you later.